well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. So what have, what have you been up to as of recent? Honestly, I don't know why, uh, but I'm going, I am going a little ham on Christmas. I think as you just should. Yeah. I think it's just like a, like a joyous, positive thing to look forward to. Right. Even though I'm not going to see my family or anything like that. <laughs> I'm wrapping them presents for when I get to. Eventually, well, right? Yeah, eventually. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing is wrapping presents. And then um, I've been working on, um, I'm a painter, watercolor painter. So I just moved to Portland recently and I'm getting my new uh, studio area all set up and just started painting yesterday. It's going pretty well. Yeah. Portland is a nice area. I love Portland. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, you're you're originally from up there, right? Around those parts, yeah? Nope. Uh Cody from the Clams, oops, is from up here, but I'm actually from Napa County, California. I'm a California girl all the way. Very nice. Do you do you see yourself returning down here? Yes. At all? Okay. I mean someday. I don't know. Wait, where are you? Where's down there? I'm also in California, Orange County. So Oh, okay. Um, yeah, probably. I mean both my parents live there. All my brothers live there. My sister lives there, at least visiting a lot. But I do, I like Portland a lot. Right. Yeah. Is it, um, I mean, what, uh, if not giving too much information, but uh, where, where are you at? Like west side, east side? Right smack dab in the middle. Like right where in the middle. North becomes south. Very yeah. nice. Very, very yeah. good. So uh, I, I wanted to get into it. I haven't heard this this answer to this question, but where did the clams come from? That the, the term. Why why did you stick with that? I don't know. I hate that name. It's so <laughs> stupid. Uh, basically, it started off as a joke because I was a solo performer at first. I would just play bass and sing, and I thought it was funny because Shannon and the clams. There's you know no one else else there, so I thought it. It was funny. And then I got convinced to play a house party at basically at Cody's house before I had him in the band. And I was too afraid to play alone in front of all my peers. So I got a band together for this house party. And then after that, it just kind of like took off and was immediately too late to change the name. And now I just don't even think about it. <laughs> I, I like it. It's, it's got a good ring to it. It, it it's uh it really does. But, Thanks. But that's just one man's opinion. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So uh so how how did you get started with the bass? You you said in another interview that your your ex-boyfriend gave it to you, is that correct? Yeah, my high school boyfriend. We're still friends. Uh in case everyone's dying to know. Uh, oh, we are. But, we are. Yeah, yeah. All so 10 he, people who listen to this are yeah. <laughs> would just get in my DMs and say, "Hey, why didn't you ask that question?" <laughs> Yeah, uh, he gave it to me in high school, and I remember at the time just being like, oh, couldn't believe the generosity, first of all, and second of all, not knowing what a bass was versus a guitar, like not being able to look at it and tell, and then also just feeling like, why did he give this to me? Like, what am I supposed to do with this? I'm not one of those special people that plays music, I, you know? 
so I was very um, detached and had no hopes or dreams of ever playing it, which is funny now in hindsight. Um, But yeah, actually he, uh, he came to a show of ours in Spokane last year or the year before. And I think that was one of the, he's only seen me play like maybe one time but we've been friends since then so it's kind of interesting wow that's that's crazy i mean that that just must be crazy from his point of view too it's like wow this was a great gift to 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 bestow i know and i'm i'm really glad i waited a long time to start playing it because when i got it i was listening to a lot of like um i think he wanted me to be like the the bass player from coal chamber or like from White Zombie, right. and I was I was really into like System of a Down. I was really into um, Slipknot and like uh, you know, I mean, I was into all kinds of music. But at that time, oh, Deftones! I was like diehard Deftones fan. <laughs> so it's like good that I marinated a little bit longer and kind of refined my true taste. Um, but you know. <laughs> Will you ever make a, a Slipknot-esque album? I think that everybody would love to hear that. You know, who freaking knows what the future holds? <laughs> who could have predicted uh, 2020 as is? Sure, sure. I mean, I, I think that'd be a great way to round it out is a, is a Slipknot cover. By yeah. I mean, he he's very melodic. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, definitely. So, so you waited. You waited uh, how, how long until you started picking it up? uh like 10 years oh wow okay yeah so i got it when i was 15 and i started playing when i was 25 24 like just messing around with it i had just moved to oakland and started college um just like new city no money zero friends i moved there with um some uh troll and (laughs) and he we just had like this dramatic breakup so i really knew nobody and was like so poor i couldn't even afford to get myself to school so i usually have to walk like i don't know sometimes an hour and a half to get to school wow and like just kind of like having a really rough time remember one time my apartment completely flooded and i had a no no electricity and I lost my keys, you know, just like kind of being at the deepest, most bottom I had ever been in at that point. And just kind of noticed the base one day, like sitting in the apartment, no electricity and seeing it um, and being like, oh, that fucking thing. And like went and pulled it out and just didn't even have a tuner. What, you know, I didn't really even I don't know when the first time I ever tuned was because like when I first showed the songs to people uh to Cody uh he like helped me tune and like taught me how to tune it but otherwise I would never have had any idea didn't even really know that we were supposed to my eldest brother had a guitar and I loved like twisting the pegs and he'd get so pissed off and now I understand but as a kid I didn't understand it's like pegs are for twisting Anyway, but that is what they do. I mean, I t- technically you are correct. Uh, that is I'm what right. they're made to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I, I'm going to call him and tell him that, you know, maybe he'll forgive me. We'll send him the but, link to this podcast and, and, and oh, he'll, he'll know. Yeah. Yeah. 
so then uh i just i mean i actually just like pulled it out and started like writing a song and what uh did that song ever come to fruition on an album yes um or it came out on like a singles tape i think we had it on our very first uh cd and it was on our myspace page um but yeah it was called uh cat party okay it's real stupid um it was a our like myspace hit at the time so like hit i'm talking about like 40 people knew it or something that's still and a hit in my eyes that's i mean you're on cloud nine yeah with that with that many views that's listens right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, and then it was like years later, I realized that I accidentally stole the baseline from Disney's Aladdin. And, uh, they're really cool with cease and assist. Like they won't, they won't mind. It's fine. Disney. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. They haven't got me yet, but since you're in orange County, I'm a little concerned that someone's going to leak this information. I'll be honest. Walt Disney does listen and, uh, but yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We'll deal with that later. We'll deal with it when it comes um okay. anaheim's just down the street so uh it's fine it's all right okay thank yeah. you I'll, I'll send them the address for the uh for the mail okay <laughs> but uh i mean so what so what really uh got you into your um true as you said true uh musical taste like what, what was the first inclination like oh i i like this sort of music and i want to make this sort of music well um I think when I was like referring to all those bands, actually I saw the Deftones a few years ago. I, I went to Riot Fest by myself to see the Misfits reunion. And I watched the Deftones and Rob Zombie. They played on stages next to each other. Very good. Like the Deftones, it was actually really effing good. So I shouldn't like, you know, knock on other bands. But at that time in high school, I mean like you start trying to figure out who you are starting at like age eight you're trying to figure it out. Like, where do you fit in? And at least I was like that. And I think it just took me a long time to be like, you know, cause I would, I was like, Oh yeah, I love cold chamber too. Or like corn rules and write it on my backpack and white out. And it just took a while to be like, do it. I don't even like that. Why am I pretending to like that? Who thinks I'm cooler because I like that. So it, it took a while to start kind of like, putting on that cloak and then taking it back off and then figuring out what I really like. And what I really like is oldies. Yeah. That's what I grew up listening to. That's what I still listen to, you know, um, it's some of the best music ever written, you know, like, uh, I mean, oldies is a huge umbrella, you know, there's like so many genres within that umbrella, but I think that the main thing that comes through is songwriting and vocals yeah and definitely. i mean and i think that's why i liked stuff like uh deftones because he's singing you know he's not like screaming and rapping like limp biscuit you know what i mean but i love that and i loved slipknot and i think it's the same thing it's because i think i was drawn to like emoting using uh their voices and then i also um got into punk late for me but it started with like um seeing have you do you know red cross yes i do yeah i um bought 
I, I was at Burger Records uh, quite quite a few years ago, and I was like, oh, like okay, Red, Red Cross. I was like, all right, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I know the guys from. I mean, they've gone on to do other things. Didn't know about Red Cross as much. Good right. band. Great band. Yeah. Great guys too. At least the ones that I've met, the brothers and Steve has become a buddy, um, which is crazy to me, but we, in my hometown in Napa, it was just like boring, um, nothing for teens to do. So we, back then we would go to the video store and just like peruse the, uh, what's it called? What's the funky section called? You probably don't even know. You've probably never been to a video store. Listen, Shannon, I'll tell you this. I, I grew up on Blockbuster. I wasn't a Hollywood okay. video guy, all right? All I right, may, okay, I, Hollywood I may, video. I may look young, but I am 54, okay? Like, I'm oh, aging real well. No. All right, bless you. You do live in Orange County. You have a lot of access down there to you full, you know, serums and things like that. So, uh, nice there, work. There was. There, there, there was before. Yeah. Mm, before yeah before well then you you ought to know it's hollywood video in the cult classic section sure we would just go and you know browse for like the craziest looking video and um you know back then you found out about stuff through finding it you know or like looking at magazines or getting clearance cds from the warehouse or or whatever um so i found uh that movie uh what's it called oh my gosh i can't even remember right now taxi driver no i did that too though but no it's the one with red cross with Stephen mcdonald's the dolls one dolls love dolls desperate teenage love dolls have you seen it no i, I will be seeing it now though yeah you should see it so we found that it looked really shitty it was like part of the cover was hand drawn and there were some like fuzzy photos and we're like this looks perfect it's about this like all-girl band that starts it start it's like at the santa monica pier and um i don't know they kill a girl's mom because she won't let her be in a band anyway red cross wrote the music steve mcdonald's like in it he plays this really sleazy hilarious character and it's like really like home video it's like some funky teens in the 80s got together and made this stupid ass movie and I loved it and it was honestly one of the first times that I'd seen like a punk band and that I'd seen girls playing music you know other than like Dolly Parton or Patsy Cline or Reba McIntyre or something like that like just girls being like whatever I'm just gonna play this thing it doesn't matter if I'm uh amazing or not I'm just gonna like I like this song I'm gonna play it so that was just a concept that had never crossed my mind before. I always thought you had to like have this special thing or be extremely naturally talented to play. So I just always thought that was not my world. So to see these girls like have fun just playing music, you know, even though the movie was like, you know, supposed to be a comedy and stuff that still did reach me in a way. It's like, wait, they're cool. And they're not like, you know, like she's not a great bass player she's not you know it was just like do you know what i'm trying to say right you don't know no, i you no, i understand that it was it was it's doable it's doable it, and it's, it's like yeah. opening this other world like oh so i could just like fuck around if i wanted to and that you know that would maybe that would be fun so just like start planting these seeds pretty early um yeah 
I don't remember what we were talking about. I just like went for it. No, but that was, that was a good story. What I wanted to say was Shannon, that it's interesting that you talk about your, uh, your high school years and that how that, in, that formed your music choice, because I distinctly remember being in high school, walking out of my math class and my good buddy, Ian Weir walked out of his computer science class. He's like, Hey, I found this, this new band called Shannon and the clams. He's like, and it, it, this is like a great album. You should really take a listen to it. And I did. And it was just, it's just amazing that, that you have that story and I have that story about you. And that, oh, I mean, yeah. that's just, it's just crazy. And oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then further down the line, it. yeah, further down the line, he would, um, we, we had tapes that we'd play camping, you know, and um, one of them was, was your, your own. And I, I just remember uh, getting drunk. And just like just listening to the tape over and over because we only had like four tapes, you know, like maybe like Minor Threat, the um, I'm blanking on the name, the um, the one with the green background. What what is that one called? Leap Talk. Yes, yeah. No, or there's the one. two. There's also Gone by the Dawn. That's green as well. It's my favorite color, you know. It, well, I didn't know that until right now. So it, it's just so crazy that, that you, you have that story. And I have that story about you. I, I just wanted to mention it. I, I thought that you'd like it. Clearly you didn't, but it's fine. No, I do. It's really <laughs> cool. I mean, it kind of makes me feel old, but I am old now. You get old. I did. Um, actually, it's funny you brought up tapes and camping. Um, and I can't stop bringing up MySpace over and over and over again. But I was They're a sponsor of this show, so it's fine. We got to plug them anyways. Let me get to all my old photos, MySpace, please. I know there's more than the five I've harvested. We're going to talk to Um, Tom about that, and we'll we'll have him (laughs) help you out. Poor Tom. Well, he's probably a billionaire. He's everybody's friend. What do you, yeah, I mean, he's he's, he's got friends in high and low places. That's true. He's doing pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he is. But anyways, camping tapes. I went camping this summer with my friends. We did very socially distanced camping. So I, w- I was, whatever. I was walking around one evening collecting sticks for a fire lighter. And I heard this song floating out of someone's like camp area, people I didn't know. And I was like, oh, fuck, I love this song. And I was singing along and I was like, oh my God, this is one of my songs. And this is... <laughs> Not even from an album. This is from a freaking MySpace like version that we put up online. So then I was like spying on these people because I just assumed I knew who they were. I didn't. And then um, I was like, these are strangers. They're fucking with me. They probably saw me earlier and wanted to fuck with me. So I went up to their campsite and I was like, hey. And they're like, oh, hi. And, you know, it's COVID. So we're really far away from each other, which adds to the awkwardness. Well, I don't know if it would have been more awkward if I was really close or if I was as far as I was. Either way, it was very awkward. I made it so much more awkward than it needed to be also. So anyway, I'm like, hey. And they're like, hi. I'm like, just like I keep just pointing. And they're like, what? what? And I was like, are you fucking with me? And they were like, what? What'd you say? And I was like, are you guys doing this on purpose? And they were like, doing what on purpose? And I was like, playing this music. Are you doing this because of me? And they were like, what? What do you mean? What are you talking about? And I was like, oh, this is my band. This is Shannon Clips. That's I'm Shannon. And they were like, 
what? You know, then they were kind of like embarrassed because then they thought they were awkward, but I'm the one who made it awkward. I was like, you fucking with me? Are you doing this because of me? You know, the one other time I did something stupid like that and it just did not go as planned was I was in my hometown at a coffee shop in my hometown. No one knows who I am unless they're my old high school friend. Otherwise, no one remembers me. No one recognizes me, uh, which is, you know, kind of an kind of fun but then if like one time I walked by someone in a Shannon clam shirt and it fucking blew my mind because I didn't know them I was like what are you doing in this town and anyway um I was in line at a coffee shop actually with Cody clam and they're playing a clam song and I got all like whoa I don't know anyone who works here but that's so cool they're playing I wonder if they like you know no one from here so anyway I get to the cashier and I just do the stupid finger thing again where I'm like, hey. And she's like, hey, can what can I help you? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, uh, what? Can I get you want a coffee? What's going on? And I was like, whoa, this, sorry, this is our band. And she's like, I have no idea who this is. Can I help you? And I was just like, damn, that was like a burn. Ooh. It's like didn't even give a rat's ass who was playing, who she was playing over the speakers. Those are two incredible stories, Shannon. I, I, I really, that, that's so insane. Oh. First of all, the, the camping one is just, that's, that's crazy. That's. I felt like they didn't believe me. <laughs> yeah. I, but how could you prove that? I mean, how, how could you even, I mean, you couldn't, right? Unless you started singing right there, right? Well, they'd have to pull up myspace.com. Okay, yeah, sure. You know, it ended up being Tom. It was Tom that was that was playing that song. (laughs) That's crazy. Tom Tom really changed. Well, I mean, when you have a lot of friends, you know, you just gotta gotta spend your time accordingly. You know, it's very true. You can't lose those friends. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's that's insane. That's that's a really crazy story. Wow, two two crazy stories. Mm, I'm full of them. That's way more than our, than our, that I give to this podcast. I appreciate it. That's why I had you on, you know. Oh. I, don't, I don't really care about the music. I just want to hear crazy stories. <laughs> oh, me too. I should start a podcast. You should. You should. You got to harvest those. That's right. And sanction them out and, and give them to, to uh, people everywhere, you know, on a different podcast too. Yep. You can't show all your cards. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so you, you you mentioned cody and he is a huge huge part of shannon and the clams oh yes In- integral yeah yeah it Whoa. should be called shannon cody and the clams and really what if what if the clams um just brings more stuff to an album then it's Shannon and Cody and whoever else are the clams and then Nate the clams. Will and the clams. I mean, that would be funny and they'd probably love that because they do contribute a lot. You know, at this point we like songwriting goes uh, slightly different than it used to. Like it's still me and Cody are writing the songs. Like I write a song, I bring it to Cody and then he figures out if we should you know, change up the actual structure or not. And I do the same for songs he writes. We like work on each other's music and then we kind of solidify a 
Uh, what are you freaking call? <laughs> I can't. My memory doesn't work. Uh, taxi today. driver. Yeah, taxi driver. And then we send it copies of that to uh, Will and Nate, and then they listen to it and figure out what they'd like to add. But we used to just basically tell, dictate exactly what we wanted, like our old drummer Ian to play or um, whatever. But then uh, Nate and Will are awesome and they can play everything. So it's fun to get together and like hear all their different ideas and, um, you know, they, it's, it's really fun working with all these guys. I like it a lot. It's that's great. You got you got to like who you're working with, or else it's. Uh, I mean, um, what what's that one band called? Super Underground. You you might know them. Uh, the Eagles. They they didn't like each other so much. Uh, so I've heard. You know, I I think there was some bickering, which is kind of some some backdoor information that I I probably shouldn't have said here. But you're I mean, their backdoor man. Yeah. Also for the Doors, I was also there. I was actually. The Backdoor Man, which is the cover. <laughs> I said, hey, you guys should cover this. That, that was my role in it. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've been around for a lot, for, for, for quite a while, you know. Yeah, you're way older than I thought you were. Yes. But I coincidentally went to my to my buddy Ian's high school, and then he showed me you. So I've just kind of been back and forth. You know, yeah. Back to school. That's a good movie. <laughs> that is a good movie. I... I finally saw it recently for the first time. I love Roddy Dangerfield and Sam Kinison's in it, which is so interesting. And I haven't really seen a lot of movies that he's in, but he is in that. And the the main guy, what's his name? Roddy Dangerfield's son. Something Mellon. Mellon. Mellon, isn't that their last name? <laughs> Wait, or is that the university they're going to? I don't remember. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie since 1992, probably. It's a good one. You should you should you should try it. Try it on for size again. I just remember when he, uh, you know, is on the diving board and he does an amazing, beautiful, you know, flip twirl kind of dive. And then he's the champion and he's really popular and his son's like, a, you know, an awkward nerd man. And then he went back to school and that was a great movie. It was a great movie. It was, it was great. Um, I liked it. 10 out of 10 mm. for sure. Just because of Rodney's in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you have Rodney Dangerfield in your movie, I mean you're doing pretty well. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but you you went to you you said that you went to school. Where where was that again? I went to California College of the Arts (CCA) in Oakland and San Francisco. And what did you? What was your stud? What was your major? Um, illustration. So I have a BFA in illustration and. Uh, I also went for, what else did I do there? Oh, um, metal arts, jewelry, metal arts. So you're actually using your, your degrees. I mean, you're actually yeah. really putting them yeah. to what they're supposed to be brought to. Roughly, yeah, thankfully. I mean, I feel really, I think hopefully everyone who get, goes to college, like even if you don't end up doing exactly what you, what you went to school for, hopefully you uh, – you know, gather some life skills and figure out what you actually want to do by going, by wasting all that money, by getting into debt, you know, hopefully. Yeah. uh, It's, it's costs a lot. It costs a lot. lot. I mean, I'm going to community college. It's like $400 a semester. Where am I supposed to get that cash from? It's hard. (laughs) 
I liked community college. If I wasn't busy and it wasn't COVID, I would probably take like pottery or like language class or something. Uh, do you speak any other languages? Uh, I speak some Spanish and some German. I've been doing Duolingo for 232 days. Wait, hold on. Check it. Yeah, let's, let's make sure it's yeah. accurate. It's important to me. No, it's okay. good. Yeah. Come on, hurry, duo. 229 days. I um, added some on. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of days. Well, I just decided instead of getting hella depressed during COVID that I would try to at least have some positive things to force myself to do. So I um, have been doing that every day and play, I'm teaching myself how to play guitar because I only play bass. And that's been fun. Wow. So on the next record that you play on, whatever it may be, do you think that you'll bring your guitar skills into it? No, no, no. Because they're terrible skills. And all three boys in the band are like shredders, mega shredders. So they don't need me. And I can only play one rhythm, which is, um, you know, <laughs> limiting. But who knows, maybe I'll, I'll become uh, amazing next year or something. Well, we'll see you next year, right? We'll see, yeah. we'll, we'll see just the just bass. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you see the Did you see the new Bill and Ted movie that just I came did. out recently? Yeah. I how did. was How was uh, Death's album? It was It was just It was all bass. That was. Oh, it was so cool. Was like, he yeah. was definitely the best part of the movie. The movie def had some hee hees and ha has. Definitely also had some like. I don't feel like watching this anymore moments, but I don't know. I actually thought um, uh, Bill was really good. Yeah. I thought he was like, like still very Bill. I mean, maybe Ted, you know, Keanu maybe has grown out of that character a little bit with all his fancy acting and shit, but. I don't watch anything else besides Bill and Ted and Point Break. That's it. Those are the two. <laughs> for you that's it but that, mm. that's it I don't, I don't know anything else I heard that he was in some other stuff blah 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 yeah but, uh, yeah it's, it's point break in Bill and Ted for me River's Edge is before those I I, I told you where I jump in <laughs> I told you where I stand on this <laughs> all right I understand no uh way you what's what's really funny about point break I was I was with my grandma and my brother one time in a goodwill this is years ago and uh, Point Break was there. It was like, for like two dollars. I was like, Nana, we gotta, you gotta yeah. watch this movie. You gotta watch uh -huh. this movie. It's great. And she's like, All right. And she, and she loves it. She loves Point Break. Oh, I love to hear that. We My got mom... her. We got her to watch it, and she loves it. Still, <laughs> she saw the new one, and she said, "Did you see the new one?" I said, "Yeah." She said, "I don't like it." I said, "Me neither." Because if it doesn't have Patrick Swayze, it doesn't have Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm -mm. And, and Mr. Keanu, I'm. Uh, I'm kind of out. Yeah, I understand. My mom loved Point Break, but I think she loved it because she really loves Swayze's highlights in his hair, and she loves his butt. He has a great head of hair. Um, yeah. I, yeah. It's like frosted, you know? Yeah, but not too much, because you see that sometimes, like, uh, it's all right. Like, yeah. you're kind of overdoing it, you know? Yeah, especially down in the OC. You guys got a lot of overfrosting down there. Yeah. I, I just I finally washed mine out today, so it's funny that you mentioned that. So I'm, Me too. I, I'm, 
I'm back to normal. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. So, Shannon, you've you've been playing for how how long now with the clams? How, how long has this been going on for? Well, I keep I don't know what's going on. I mean, time is but a construct, right? Um, but I think it's been a long time. In my mind, it's always like five years, but no, I think it's like um, thirteen years or something. Wow. That's, I know that's a good chunk of change right there. You know what I hate? I one of the things I hate the most about social media is um, fans who call me mom. It makes me uh, so uncomfortable because I am not their mom. I'm a baby, and uh, it, I don't know. I don't really know what that means. And just stop saying it, youth, please. To the youth. That's your message to the youth. Stop calling me mom. It's important. That's right. How, how often does that happen that it's, a, that it's a problem? I mean, anytime I post anything on Instagram, someone goes, mom, and tags someone else. That shit didn't happen on uh, MySpace. I'll tell you that right now. No, you're right. Dead right. But wow, thir- 13 years. That's that's insane. What do you remember? What the first um, show was with at least Cody? The first show with Cody? Yes, actually, I do. Um, we played. We got invited to play a show in Napa, my hometown, where you know I was complaining about it earlier. And as soon as we show up, the party gets busted up, so we don't get to play. They move us around town like three times to different places to try and play. That same night? Yes. When were you scheduled to go on the the first time? Like this is nighttime, yes? I don't know, probably seven. Okay. Okay, so that's kind of enough time. Sleepy town. And uh, we end up at this bar called the Old Adobe because it's like, I think it's the oldest still standing building in Napa. It's made of adobe. And the ceilings, like you scrape your head if you're tall like me. Um, and we played in there. Uh, that was the first time with Cody. And that, that was a th- that was the third place, right? Yeah. Okay. And it went well, yeah. No, <laughs> I mean by that time everyone was tired of like following us place to place. So by then we had like ten friends there. <laughs> but yeah, no, we had fun. I mean, I'm sure I drank a lot of uh, PBR or like a Mickey's bomb or something enjoyed myself pbr still still great still great mm. i haven't had it in a while debatable it, it, it's it didn't sound like you were on my side with that is what i'm trying to say well beer makes me feel crappy and i think i got really sick of it because it just reminds me of the first 20 shows i played in bars where i didn't even know i was supposed to get paid even though they were collecting money or like DIY shows where they're collecting money, just always thinking like, oh, it must be for bills or like, you know, for their PA or whatever. And just getting like two free PBRs instead of paid and then finding out that the dudes and bands got paid, you know. So I fucking hate PBR because of that. Oh, they are a sponsor as well, um, but it's fine. <laughs> we'll edit that out. It's fine. Love you, PBR. Yeah. <laughs> With totally. your schmedium cans. You know, like the like the in between, like not the not the regular guys, not the tall boys, but in the in the middle. You know what I'm saying? I've never, I haven't seen that. 
Well, uh, we're going to send you some because okay. we get it for free. Can you ask PBR if they make tequila? They, um, I don't, I don't think they make um, tequila, but I was, I was with my, another buddy, Ralphie, shout out Ralphie oh. Garcia. He doesn't listen to this though. So mm. actually this is going to be the test. If he did listen to it, he'll say, Hey, thanks for the shout out. But we were in a, <laughs> a coffee shop in LA and um, you know, that monster children magazine. Have, have no. you heard of this? It's like a, it's like a music skate art magazine. I don't know. I don't know how many times it comes out per year, but. Oh, I was imagining like the uh, national inquirer inquirer with bat boy, the like ongoing bat boy saga. That's what I thought you meant. Uh, sure. That, 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 that too. <laughs> but, like um... he got it. He got a spinoff magazine. <laughs> no, but, uh, but we'll, I'll, I'll, um, I'll try to get in contact with them and, and we'll see what we can do about that. It sounds like an interesting mm. premise, but mm. um, whatever I, we were, we were in the, um, the coffee shop and there was one of those magazines and I was just kind of flipping through it waiting for my coffee and I saw that Paps makes a whiskey and it's clear. It's a clear oh. whiskey. Why? I mean, I, I don't, I couldn't tell you. I mean, it doesn't sound good, especially since their beer is not clear. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know why it is clear. It, 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 and I was like, am I reading that right? Whiskey? And then I handed it to Ralph. He's like, yep, that is. So, we, so we've been on the hunt for that. Um, one day we'll find it. If, if it, it is ever available, I will try it because it's just been, it's been on the back of my mind since I've seen it. Yeah, send me up a case, okay? Yeah, well, I mean, we're going to have to edit that the first part out, but then we'll, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. So tell me about when, when was the, if you could recall, when, what was the first tour you went on? Like what year was it? How far along were you in the band? Oh gosh. I think it was 2009. I could be freaking wrong. It could be 2008. Um, oh, first tour. Are you talking about like real tour or like, does like three shows to the Northwest count? Let's do three shows first. I want to hear about that. And then, and then the first legitimate tour. Okay. So we went on a tour to Portland from Oakland and we had no idea what we were doing. It was just me, Ian and Cody at the time. And, um, we road tripped and like, you know, swam in any river we saw on the way up, which was pretty fun. And, Ian, our drummer, was like, I got to save money. I can't spend money on this. So he brought a huge duffel bag of, and I'm not joking. This is, you should fact check this because it'll blow your mind that it's true. He thought bringing a giant sack of canned fish would save him money. So he would like crack open sardines and gag while eating them like on wasa crackers, thinking that that was like a good thing for the band but it stunk up our rental. It smelled so bad. Also, he had uh, these uh, Keen, the first time I'd ever seen Keen sandals. Keen, Keen sandals. Yeah, I, I, they're not cool enough for Orange County, but they're like... No, yeah, or else I would know about them. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm on the pulse of it. <laughs> yeah, they're like rubber, rubbery, hippie leather sandals with like a big rubber toe. Anyway, they smelled really bad. And Sick. so we had like, we were in this rental, which none of us could afford, and um, stunk it up with, like, fish and crazy foot stench. 
and um, we went to Olympia and played two really fun shows there. And then it was so fun that the the first people from the House of Red were like, oh no, Phoenix House, were like, you've got to come back on your way back town and play another show. So we spent like a week up in Portland and Seattle. We hung out with Cody's family. His dad set up our Portland show, which was at a rockabilly auto garage called, uh, God, what was it called? Like Duffy's. That's, so his dad set it up. Who's like blue grass, blues grass, like a metal hammer or not metal hammer. That's a magazine blues hammer kind of dude. He set up our show and uh sick how did that go it was good all his friends came so um it was cool and they enjoy it what did you did you find like oh yeah like they they, they'll probably enjoy this yeah i mean no i think they liked seeing his name's herb i think they like seeing herb's son rock and um definitely some people telling me that i could just sing and some other dude could play bass instead Cause they're all rockers. They're all like really good, like bluegrass guitar players and blues daddies and stuff. So seeing me who like, I would forget what, what fret I'm supposed to be on for a song I wrote like every day, you know, it's probably really annoying to see someone like me fumble, fumble around on stage at a rockabilly bar. But then after that, we went back to Olympia and um, they forgot that, we were playing a show so no one came and we just ate and uh you know drank alcohol and uh partied and then we drove to la and we got skunked on our first night there i'm sorry did you say skunked oh yeah so we met some people at our show that were like oh you can crash at our house and we're like okay sounds good so we went and stayed at their house they had hella dogs four dogs, five dogs, six dogs, something like that, like a pile of dogs. And um, in the morning, suddenly we heard all this like growling and barking. And then the dogs blasted in through the back door, jumped all over us in our sleeping bags, whimpering. So they'd attacked a skunk and it skunked the dogs and the dogs got into our beds. And so then we stank like skunk for, you know, the rest of our tour and we'd have to apologize on stage and be like i'm really sorry we got skunked we don't know what to do about the smell and they'd be like oh you know acknowledging that they understood what the stench was <laughs> wow I, I so how how long did it did it last how long did it last after you got skunked the smell I don't know. My mind just naturally exaggerates. So what I want to say is three weeks, but it was probably more like five or six days. Let's keep it three weeks. That sounds, that sounds better. Yeah. Three, four or five weeks. Crazy. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> so I, and it's but, really like when you, have you been skunked? No, I, I think me and skunks have like a personal like uh, deal. It's like, Hey man, like you do your thing. I'm gonna do my thing. And wow. we're just we're gonna go our separate ways. That's how it's been thus far. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see if I get betrayed. I, I could very well be betrayed. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's, 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 I, I've only come across them like four or five times. It's like, you do your thing. I'll do my thing. Like, oh, whatever. I'll be walking out of the car, you know, to my house. And I'll just be like, all right, you know, whatever. They're very cute. <laughs> I don't, I don't look at them very often. It's like, oh, okay, cool. 
You know, it, it's like kind of making eye contact with somebody you don't want to see. And you're like, pay him acknowledgement. Oh, just like, you know? Okay. Yeah. You should Google skunk babies after this call so you can really get a good look at them because that's a good looking critter. They're well, really. I'll check them out. <laughs> yeah. So that was the first tour. And then what was the, what was the, uh, the first tour tour though? So that was kind of a nightmare tour. We went on tour with this other band and it was just kind of like everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Like, um, and we were really different style bands. Like they were like this really cool, like post-punk queer, um, you know, more ecology kind of band. And we were like, at the time more of like gross surf punk oldies kind of band and just like had really like they would book a show and then I would book a show. So my shows I thought actually were somewhat successful and their shows were less successful, even though they'd been on tour a lot and it was just like a big clashing and um, lots of personal drama within their group that they were kind of taken out on us and especially me. Um, I don't know. There was a lot of swimming on that trip, which was good, but I didn't, uh, I didn't know you went on tour with the Rolling Stones. That's crazy. I, I mean, I know you're trying to not say the name, but I mean, you can tell, you can tell. Yeah. I know there's no, there's no hiding that fact, but we, no. <laughs> they've apologized to me several times since then. So it's okay. But all the tours since then have been much, much better. My, fa- I'll tell you my favorite moment from that tour, though. Please. We went, we went to Milwaukee, and we went to this science center. And they had um, a sturgeon petting tank. So I will never eat a sturgeon now that I've pet one. So you can put your hands in the, like, their water tank, and they swim up to you and just, like, squeeze their bodies against your hand. And you kind of, like squish them or tickle them like a dog or something and oh my god it was like such a cool experience <laughs> so you will go back eventually to that and that oh yeah i've been Very back nice. but oh. the the sturgeon weren't there or maybe the aquarium part was closed maybe that's it anyway if you ever get the opportunity to tickle a sturgeon i say do it all right and that's not just for me that's for the tens of viewers yep they're listening to this so i mean so after that what who so who who were some like notable acts that you've played with throughout touring playing shows like who are like oh my gosh i can't believe i'm on the same bill as this person uh because i was like amazed by their performance or because um they're famous and i look up to them or something all of the above all of the above um, I've played with Ronnie Spector twice, and that was a really, really big deal to me. Um, uh, she's She still sounds incredible. Um, yeah. We actually got asked to tour with them in Europe, but uh, they wouldn't share any gear. And our guarantee wouldn't even like pay gas. So we're like, def- definitely not, but sounds cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, we played with uh, the zombies and um, that was really great. I uh, 
we played a couple um, sets before them on the same stage and um, I ate mushrooms and for some reason the stage uh, manager let me on the stage to watch them and that was definitely like a special moment. Um, who else? I love uh, seeing uh, Bloodshot Bill play. I don't know if you've ever heard him or seen him before, but he's definitely like an insane performance, like solo when he does his solo thing. It's very like, oh, this should be, spe this is special and should be like bottled and saved forever. And then two years ago with my solo band, I played, I opened for John Prine and that was like wow. um, amazing. I didn't even know much about his music, which I know like would probably piss a lot of huge Prine heads off. Um, but I became a Prine head that night. I mean, like I knew his hits um, and actually saying backups on stage for one song. Wow. But, like I this, I had this moment when he was playing where all the lights came down except for on him and his band is like cloaked in darkness and uh fuck, are you do you know are you a prime head i am not but i i mean i'm how you were that night you know it's just some not all of the the discography you go know i'm saying mm, yep but but anyways please continue with the story because i mean some people might know but yeah. I, i'm still interested i'm still i'm still in it okay i'm with you here. Well, he played this song which um now i'm in, now the prime heads hate me again because i can't remember what it's called but it's about like being growing old and it's like likening yourself to becoming an oak tree and i could just like really hear every single lyric and just understand um the specialness of his like two crafts coming together like poetry and music and really feeling stunned and i was like standing in the middle of an aisle at a seated theater and started crying and then at the end of his set he throws his guitar on the ground and he's tiny this guy's super tiny and he's well, he's passed away from covid this year which is really sad but he's like survived cancer several times and he was definitely like a fighter kind of guy but throws his acoustic guitar on the ground does a little dance like a little fucking uh woodland gnome dance around the guitar and dances off stage and that's the end of his set that's it you don't see him again it's over what a it way was to just end it so cool yeah that's awesome wow so like nobody really in particular special that you've played with is what i gathered <laughs> from that <laughs> no that's that that's a lot of opportunities uh you've i mean you've obviously played in, in europe right in yeah several parts. times what the the first time you went there was it on with it was it with a on a tour or was it for pleasure or um actually the first time i went to europe i was 19 and i got um i got this really weird scholarship to go to italy to study art for uh for like three weeks i just had to replicate monet's water lilies do you know that painting I I believe so. Yeah, is isn't that that went on uh, in the Met, right? That the original of that. You know, I don't know. I could I be to... I could be dead wrong, and and that'd be fine too. So nobody yeah. gonna fact check me. I don't fact check myself on this. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that I've seen that painting uh, in the Met. You've seen it. I've seen, seen it. it somewhere. 
anyway, so I had me and a couple other students that were trying to get this scholarship had to recreate it and paint it the size of basically a wall in a gallery. So it was like 25 feet. Well, it was massively tall. We had to paint it on, um, what's that shit you climb on to like work on a belt scaffolding way to like paint on scaffolding and stuff. And, uh, yeah, our little group won this scholarship. So I went to Italy and, um, got to study, um, stuff out there. Some stuff. Just some really stuff. Cool. Just yeah. some stuff. Whatever. Yeah. Um, no, that, that was here though, that you had to replicate the, the Monet that, or yeah. that, that was in the States. And then you got the opportunity to go to Italy because of that. That's yeah. what you said. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you liked Italy? Yeah. Or no? I liked it, but definitely at the time I was probably too immature. To, like I probably should have gone when I was older, but I, yeah, I had a great time. I uh, loved it. I love Italy so much. I wish we could play there more often. I mean, I love touring Europe. I love touring the UK very much. Um, I especially love France and Spain yeah what's the weirdest place you played um out of the out of the country out of the country yeah and then uh, and then following that up in it, within the country as well weird you said weird right yeah just like non-conventional like like oh wow like this is this is where we're playing or this is what happened well um i played in in sweden it's a thing to like play on a boat sweden and france so i don't know how weird that is but then i also we've played at like dance clubs in at spain at like five in the morning because those people party hard um we played in tasmania uh, this is my other band hunks and his punks we played in tasmania on some scaffolding on the side of a building and you're like, you know what? I could paint a mean Monet on this. Yeah. On this <laughs> <laughs> um, you said you said five, five in the morning. Yes. In the a.m. They eat dinner at 10 p.m. <laughs> and then they take speed and drink alcohols, and then they go out dancing. So yeah, things are like getting started at two. No, <laughs> that's when things are starting to rev up. <laughs> so we're headlining at like five, and I, you oh, know, wow. I've been. A- I'm a granny these days, so. Um, was that Actually, the earliest? That's, that's not true because uh, me and my boyfriend started watching Survivor, and it's so exciting mm-hmm. that I'm up till like two thirty in the morning every night watching Survivor. I got to see who gets, you know, voted out. You know, like you know what? I got to take some speed. Let's go to a club. Yeah. And let me get let me get amped up for five. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. Was that the earliest you ever played a show? Five in the morning. Yes. Yeah, definitely just across the board. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> wow. Uh and and how was the the reaction to this to this club and I mean it was with the music that you were playing was it different than what was being played prior to or or, or was it a show? Did you say it was it was like a whole festival kind of thing? It was an after party. So we played the festival earlier in the day. Actually, this was a pretty amazing thing that we played. We played a festival that was at an abandoned uh like roller coaster park in San Sebastian, Spain. So it's like on top of that the highest peak there. And um I I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's like insanely beautiful and you just like overlook this 
amazing bay and anyway uh we played i can i can only remember that jay mascus played it was like a dinosaur junior reunion maybe and uh we played that and then we played the after party which was you know so everyone's just like a weird zombie and they just want music so they're not like fuck yeah shit the clams they're like music must move you know that kind of a thing it was cool and were you uh were you drinking i'm assuming before the after party right i can't really drink i can't like party before i perform because i'll do a bad job and i'm a professional so i have to you know i used to not care um but now i do care and i i like blow out my voice if i'm like in an altered state and i when i blow out my voice then i like don't do well at shows and it messes up my self-esteem and then i can't give a good performance and it's just annoying you know yeah i, I can only imagine how, how do you remedy that like i mean I, and how many times have you dealt with that while on a tour that um almost every tour i've ever been on um except for the last three years i've been taking really good care of my voice but before that i would usually lose my voice once or twice every um tour and it's horrible <laughs> it's embarrassing and people are mad because or sad because they really want to hear me sing and like cody's a great singer too and will's a great singer but it's like you know you don't get to really hear my songs the way i want you to hear them so it's disappointing and uh it's hard and it's kind of sometimes it's scary because it's like how long will this last not having any voice and you know it's just annoying but now that i take better care of myself and i warm up my voice i never used to do that before i can't go from like you know six pbrs and like smoking menthols which i don't i don't smoke but i can't do that and then go to stage and like go from zero to ten like screaming shrieking anymore like when i was a youth yeah um you mentioned that it happened like sometimes twice in a tour right yeah mm -hmm. um would it so i mean it, it would go out and then would it would it be back at 100 just to go out again like do you understand what i'm saying like would you recuperate to the full 100 and then it would go out or would you be like 50 60 and then it would go out so again? if if it would go out twice it's because i like was pushing myself way too hard uh because i wanted to force it to come back which is just not how it works so like i usually wake up in the morning after a show and i'm like oh fuck i lost my voice like i can tell immediately just the feeling and then it gives me anxiety which like probably feeds into all of it and um makes it worse so anyway uh then that night i'll if i'm being responsible i'll be like you know what you guys i have to just sing these few songs we have got to do more cody songs tonight i can't belt it out but back in the day when I would lose it multiple times, I would just keep forcing myself. So maybe it would start to come back and then I'd blow it out and then I'd lose it again. Oh my gosh. That's a it vicious sucks. cycle. Yeah. Wow. It is. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, what was the absolute best show in your opinion or a really, really great show that you could recall that you played on and the absolute worst show you ever played? I'll tell you the worst show um, was recently in Marin County. We were excited because it was like a really good guarantee. It was a venue we've never played. We never play Marin, which is like weird because it's so close by, but it's like a very wealthy kind of more hippie area. And so we were like 
wow, they're going to pay us that much money to come out here. Like that's exciting. And, um, the promoters just like, I mean, it, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but no one came. There was, uh, only other people and other bands there, but the, we were the headliner, but the other bands were from Sacramento, which I don't know how to tell, like explain that, like Orange County, I guess that would be like if some, the headliner was coming from Bakersfield or something. Yeah. It's yeah, like a town that's really far and there's not enough of a scene in, in Marin, at least with these promoters, they're not tapped in or something. But the only people that came was I had one friend come and then other people in the bands, but the other bands, um, I don't know. They didn't like us. They were like a rap rock, um, band that dressed like clowns and it was not ironic it was like genuine and they left her after their set so it was like just us and our one friend and we didn't get paid and it was just like this feels like this should have happened to us like 10 years ago not you know last year yeah it turned so out to be icp right that was icp that played it was icp yeah it was icp i thought they were gonna be nicer guys yeah you would you would think with all that fuego in their system (laughs) um wow that's that's great and that was with with the clams yeah gotcha that was with the clams that was a sad one (laughs) and then um best show i would say like basically the last five times we've played the burger boogaloo we're just super magical, you know, RIP, but it was just like, um, amazing to actually play in Oakland, which we never get to do anymore. But, you know, when I was still living there, it was really special to like, you know, I know a lot has gone down in the, the burger world, but that doesn't change the magic that was happening at our shows at the festival. Right. Like, I always encourage like women to stage dive and for people to protect them in the audience when they're being passed around. And like, it's just awesome to see it happen and see people that were, are way too scared to try it, try it and succeed. And like, feels good to see people like singing along. And it's like, I don't know. I, I, that is always like a really super special thing to me oh okay I now I got something else we played Mexico City two years ago and I was super worried because we were playing at the same time as Sparks who is one of my favorite bands and um I was so sad because I was missing Sparks and um I thought that everyone that would maybe want to see us would definitely be watching Sparks instead because I know I would be <laughs> and I was wrong. I mean, Sparks had a lot of people, but we had a massive crowd. I couldn't even believe it. I just wanted to cry the whole time I was on stage because people were like singing along and just all these smiling faces. You know, it just, I loved playing Mexico City. That was incredible. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it seems like, I mean... Um, because even, even following other bands and like, you know, seeing like what their tours are like, 
it, it, it seems like uh, there's a huge, huge um, people, uh, number of people that, that show up to gigs in Mexico just alone. Like people just love, love music there. Yeah. It's like very supportive, positive. I mean, I only played there the one time, but it was, it was just, um, I don't know. There was not a lot of other shows that just felt that good, you know, and it's hard to explain because, you know, we've played lots of really packed, crowded, super fun, beautiful shows before, tons, but there just something felt different about playing in Mexico City, and I don't know why. Maybe it's like hearing people sing along, like, in an accent, you know, like, somehow something about your song about your lyrics like cut through and i don't know that just felt it felt very beautiful and yeah that, that sounds killer i mean that, that's i can't awesome. wait to go back uh yeah i mean i'll, I'll get on the horn with them just everybody you, down Mo. there yeah yeah no problem <laughs> that actually oddly enough was called corona capital and was a corona sponsored and that's not me joking around and that's not going to be in this because as i said before Paps is the sponsor of this we can't be mentioning corona cut it cut it cut it <laughs> no that's awesome what was the last show that you played mm. if you could remember yes i can remember the last show i played was december uh 15th i think at Bimbo's 365 Club, which is like the most incredible club in all ever. I mean, I really can't think of a club that I love more. I love Bimbo's in San Francisco. It's, have you ever been there? I've never been to that club, no. Oh my God. If you ever see a cool show going on there, it's so worth the trip. But anyways, um, that I, my solo band played and we, um, they decorated it for Christmas for us and um, my roommate Mary dressed up like Santa and we did a Santa picture corner and there was like a toys for tots like giveaway and that was a great night that was definitely like a uh I don't know great way to great last show to have for a while I guess yeah definitely it sounds, sounds awesome mm-hmm. yeah well Shannon no, please, 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 go ahead, please finish. Oh, I was just gonna say the last show I went to. Yeah, that's was also a good question. Amazing! It was uh, Combo Chimbita. Have you heard them? No. Oh well, my god! Where are they based a- out of? New York. And and how do you say it again? Say it one more time. Combo Chimbita. Combo Chimbita. Okay. All right. It's so good. You should definitely check it out. But they played um, it, Pappy and Harriet's. Mm-hmm. And uh, so me and some friends rented a cabin out there basically a, two weeks before uh, the first lockdown. And, uh, you know, feeling very innocent and without a care in the world. That's what we were doing up until then. And we think three of us actually had COVID, which is sad to think about now because I went to this show sick. Yeah. So, so um, you, you already had it? Yeah, we think we already had it. Not sh- not positive, but 
pretty sure. I only had like a really light cold and I didn't feel that bad, which is why I felt okay with going to a show. And then my boyfriend was sick for weeks. So that kind of tells me that that could have been it. And I'd been flying around a bunch because I just recorded a new Clams album in Nashville. And then I flew from Nashville to LA and then we got our little cabin and, you know, then the world shut down. Yeah. Thanks, Pappy and Harriet's. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, I mean, that that's good. Yeah. I, I miss shows and seeing music. You're, you're a music fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I dabble. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I, I, I got some bands you should try out. It's yeah. It, I, yeah. I love live music. Live music. Mm. Live, live nation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Those, those nice guys at Ticketmaster. <laughs> oh yeah. Great company. Great, great company sponsor of the podcast. Um, yeah. Mm. Shannon, it, it it was such a pleasure talking to you, and I need to get you back on if you would like to do it. It's up yeah, to you. I, totally. I, I know it, it didn't didn't go very well, but you know. I feel like it was a success, raging success. Rage Against the Machine, right? Yeah, another great band. Bulls on Parade, etc. That's but, right. But Shannon, b- b- before I stop recording this, can you promote and plug whatever you want to plug and promote? Um, that was a dramatic pause. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> for emphasis. <laughs> what do I want to plug? Survivor. You guys should start checking out the the television show. It's called Survivor. Survivor. It's very good. We watch it on Hulu nightly, about six episodes. <laughs> um, also support small businesses at this time, and please wear a mask. Um, so I can go back to doing normal shit and hang out with my family and my friends. That's what I want to promote. And and do you, do you have a band camp, right, as well? I don't think so. No, no band camp? You, you got the MySpace. Shannon and the Clans on Instagram. Shannon Shaw on, on Instagram as well. For you. Corn dog log. Sorry, corn dog log rather. But so you could search Shannon Shaw and it'll it'll come up, correct? It will. I have it no will. idea. It will. But I don't need to do that. I don't I'm know. I'm telling you. And uh stop stop calling her mommy on, yeah, on Instagram. Do not call me mom. I hate it. And is there is there any other like uh, albums that, that the, the people should be buying right now? Uh, of of yours, of any of your projects? Well, my solo project is pretty different and good. It's just called Shannon in Nashville. And yeah, clams. We have, we recorded a new album. I don't know when it's coming out, but it'll come out soon. And then you should buy it because us musicians are, we are suffering (laughs) and like desperate for, you know, we all miss like our artistic outlet, of course. And like being with people because we're social creatures, but also it's our job you know sure absolutely Um, and that will be promoted through instagram so keep an eye on that right yeah and merch you guys got merch right you're making merch oh yeah i've got a shop called uh shoot this is what i was (laughs) trying to get out (laughs) i don't know minutes ago it's called shop dot go to shop shannaclams.com and then our online shop is there. But actually, I made a calendar this year that is actually, I would buy it if I didn't 
you know, if I wasn't me, I would definitely go out and buy it because it's pictures of me and all the clams posing with our diff different cars that we like. Weird stuff. I'm on a bulldozer on one. I'm on a four-wheeler. Um, I'm on an old scary truck and the boys are on various vehicles and um, I've got some pages in there for you to record all the things you're looking forward to in 2021 and uh, you know lessons you've learned and things like that for 2020. <laughs> it's good. Awesome. So check that out. Band I'm sure there's a band camp. Check them out on YouTube. Check out Shannon's um, solo project get get that calendar get get, get to that shop and uh shannon it, it was a pleasure thank yeah, you for thank doing you. this i appreciate it yeah have a good one i'm not nice gonna say goodbye yet but i'm gonna stop recording okay all right <laughs> so bye for now okay bye for now <laughs>